What challenges do you think women in business are faced with today, more so than ever? I think thinking a long-term vision. Mm. With all the uncertainty, it's so hard to see through. You know, what's that saying to see through the fog or what have you? Um, They're just, they're clouded, right? They're clouded and they're, they're focused just like, What's my business going to look like in the next month? What's yeah. it going to look like in the next two months? Like, yeah. where, how is this going to change? And what are the COVID numbers going to be? And it's just, yeah. uh, you know, you can make yourself crazy that we're not kind of popping up our head and go, where do I want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to be in 10 years? And the, the, the mom or the female entrepreneur that can kind of see past that mm-hmm. and see past the fog, that's going to be the separator, I believe. Haters on the other side, three up, between the lies. No, I What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Momentum Monday Podcast. My name is Steve Holbrook, and I'm super excited to be here today in studio. You are in for a special treat. You have the female version of me, my sister, (laughs) Melissa Sleds, formerly Melissa Holbrook, now Melissa Sleds. I missed her so much. I married a Melissa Holbrook. That's for a different, another podcast. But uh, we're in studio today, and we're excited to have you. Thank you for having me. This is this is awesome. I yeah. love the plant. Yeah, you like that? Little I mean this the, <laughs> the studio's ambiance. evolving. What do you think? I love it. I yeah. love it. This is very fancy. Hanging some lights. I mean we're getting we're getting serious. The budget for Momentum Monday is going up. Oh, Thanks yeah. for subscribing. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to this YouTube channel yet, make sure you do that. Uh, if you enjoy what you see today, make sure you like it, share it. And if you're listening to on iTunes or Spotify, please leave me a review. It goes a long, long way. Awesome. So for those of you who don't know, this is my sister, Melissa. We were raised in Calgary. We're two years apart. She's got three amazing kids. Awesome husband, Jarrett. We're all in business together. If you haven't noticed, she has an awesome YouTube channel. It's great inspiration. Um, talks about raising family, leadership, kids. You definitely have to check it out. Melissa Sleds on YouTube. And yeah, you're you're busy and you're, I don't know, you're paving the way. So catch us up. What, what What's Thank new? Thank you. Yeah, no, I, that was a good, good summary. I, um, yeah, after, after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And like you said, we, we started in business together and, um, I love talking about entrepreneurship. I love talking about business. And I also love talking about motherhood and family and raising a family while building a business. So, um, yeah, as you said, Jared and I are in business together and, um, you know, we're, we're having fun raising our families together. And, um, what else can I tell you about me? (laughs) I'm trying to come up with, uh, what else do I do? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Living your best life. (laughs) Yes. I would like to say I'm living my best life. That's awesome. I love it. All right, let's get into it. So you're, we're not going to sit where you're, you're mid thirties, I would say. Hey, my, 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 little over the mid. my best guess is your mid thirties. If my memory, uh, you know, if I serves me, but, uh, you got three kids. I want to hop right into it. I want to, I want to start with the family side. I think a lot of people watching either have a family, aspire to have a family Mm -hmm. or you want to lead a team of people that have a family. Mm. You got to remember if you don't have a family yet, you might end up leading somebody that does. So you should be paying attention to stuff. So I want to get into it. How is, you had three kids, three awesome kids, but how is raising (laughs) kids different than you thought? You know what? I think in the beginning, okay, I got to keep it positive here, right? I'm just kidding. No, I love, I love children. Um, I think in the beginning, um, I was kind of so caught up in sort of the baby phase that you're, you know, they're not talking, they're not, you don't have as much of an influence on them. They don't understand what you're saying. So, 
um, it's, it's evolved over time because the older that they get, the more I realize that I have a significant impact on who these little humans are going to become. Um, so it's different in the sense that I didn't realize quite the influence that I'm going to have on my children and how much I strive to want to be better every day for them, because I know that in the, in the, their future. And of course, some people aren't raised, um, you know, with the best of parents or, or what have you, so they can still become great. But I just believe that, um, I have such an impact on, and on how they are going to be as little as people. So, and I, I think that's something that it's easy to underestimate before you have kids because oh. you don't, you don't fully understand until you experience it. You know, yeah. one of the things I was thinking of is I'm, I'm amazed by how fast they pick things up. Oh. Like I, I was joking the other day on my last podcast with my wife, you got to go check it out if you haven't heard it. <laughs> but it's like, when I walk in the door, my three kids, they're like a pack of lions. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Piper, Piper always approaches me first strategically, tries to break me down for candy. And then Mason comes in, does the guilt trip like six minutes later. Yeah. And then they send Anna in, yeah. right? The baby. The baby. And the they're they're trying to get money or candy or, or cheese yeah. toast or yeah. something out of me. And they're, they pick things up. They pick words up. They, they, they pick energy up. Mm-hmm. I get a young age. They really do. And, and it's amazing those times. I just remember specific moments as they were growing where they would react to something the way I would react. And, you know, I'm not perfect. And sometimes I might raise my voice and then I go, oh, why did I do that? And then I hear them maybe react a certain way to something. I'm going, oh, okay. I'm reminded again and again that their influ- that my influence on them and how I react to things and how I problem solve and find solutions and my energy level and my happiness and how I you know treat Jared and all that is they're watching mm. they are watching mm. and um, so yeah it's it's a lot different than I thought it would be <laughs> it's way harder than I thought it would be yeah, but so much sure. but just like building a team it's yeah. it's so much more rewarding. Than I thought it would be. That's so true. Yeah. It's like building a team. Yeah. <laughs> the next question I have for you is more around time. You know, I get asked this all mm-hmm. the time. I'm sure you get asked this all the time on your social media, but what, what's your, how do you manage your time? Like what works for you and what's your thoughts around that whole concept? Yeah. That's a great question. I love that the, these are on the cuff so I can, I can really give you my yeah, honest good. answer. Um, scheduling, I think especially a mom, um, you know, whether you have kids or not, I think scheduling is one of the most um, common topics that people bring up. Like, how do you do it all? Um, How do you schedule your life? I think this has been a work in progress for me. And as my kids got older, um, I sort of changed how I ran my schedule. Um, You know, I've lately, I'm going to say, you know, or I guess in general to start is, I always tell moms or anyone really, if you suffer from guilt, if you suffer from feeling like you're not present with your kids or, you know, oh, I, I'd rather when you're with your kids, you'd rather be doing the business or when you're when you're doing the business, you, you feel like you're you should be with your kids or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, that's where scheduling comes in. Mm-hmm. If you take the time, like literally sit down and plan every hour of your day, there's no way that guilt can set in because you're mm-hmm. so intentional with your time. Um, but more than that, and again, this is such a, 
I think over, but good, but over videoed topic is morning routine. Like everyone <laughs> talks about that. It's like you go to start a podcast, yeah. you go to start a YouTube, you're like, Hey, I should do yeah. a morning routine video because everyone wants to see what do you do? I am as passionate. It's so true, by the way. Oh you God. know that's true. You've it's watched so, a bunch of those. Yeah, I've thought about it. I'm like, I should get a morning routine video out, right? I think I have two or three. Right? Yeah. But I think just as important as a morning routine is your evening routine. Mm. Like mm. literally equal. Because if I don't set myself up, so I just started this 5 a.m. club. It's a 60-day challenge, 66-day challenge. I literally like set out my shoes you know, plan my day. I went to bed. This is kind of weird, but I went to bed in my workout clothes because I was like 5 a.m. That's is weird for sure. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. But it's so early for me that I wanted to mentally prepare where the second I get out, the cues are there. Hmm. I'm ready. My shoes are there. I have zero excuses. So for me, I've really made it an intentional practice that my evening routine is just as important as my morning. Hmm. And then in the morning, what I've done in, in regards to scheduling is, and, and this just helps to kind of have a flow through day. Like mm -hmm. your, your day is flowing when you set yourself up in the morning. So I have my cues for my good environment, um, which I learned in Atomic Habits. It's amazing. Set yourself up for your environment. So I have a chair that I sit on where I do my journaling, my meditation, uh, my reading. So it's kind of like it's inviting now because it's like my special spot. So um I do that. I do the evening. And then of course, scheduling is it's, it's really just, it sounds so easy, but it's taking the time to intentionally plan every hour of your day, mm. every hour. And even if it's, I'm going to like hang out for an hour, yeah. I'm going to kind of relax. Or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to whatever. Um, you can't, I don't think you can really fail mm. or feel like you're failing or create guilt or feel all these, you know, negative thoughts. If you're so intentional with your time. That was kind of a long answer, but no, I, I love that. that. I love that. I mean, when you have white space in your calendar, you find things to do that are unproductive and then, and then at family dinner table, you're checking your phone. Yeah. And then when you're at the office, you feel like you should be home and then the whole thing's downhill. Yeah. And then you just feel so scattered. Like I just, I don't like when my mind's scattered. I don't yeah. like when I, I know I have stuff to do, but what do I really have to do? Yeah. And then I end up doing nothing. Do nothing. Exactly. Like I, yeah, I think know. a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, just one more on the family side. How now we're, we're a year and a bit into COVID now, crazy times. How, how do you think COVID has impacted the mental health of your family? Mm. How or, or or just or changed just change the either the mental health or mm. just yeah the just overall I mean you got young kids and I think oh man I could go on and on about this it's not just my family I think of so many people that mm. we're surrounded by considering you know we're surrounded by a lot of people in regards to a team and stuff I think mental health is a huge challenge for a lot of people, especially right now over the last year. I, I look at my family. Um, I think now more than ever, I'm so grateful for the leadership skills and all the personal development I've done over the last decade. Mm -hmm. Because as COVID kind of came in, um, you know, I think a lot of families struggle with communication. They struggle with having kind of an open door policy where they're constantly talking about world events or things that are going on or how are their children doing and just strong communication with their children. Um, and because of all the training that we've, we've done in the personal growth, I feel, 
I, I definitely see signs of like, there's kind of the ups and downs, you know, kids are, it's different at school. You know, mm-hmm. they're wearing masks at school. Yeah. They're not interacting so weird. the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously sports have been canceled and re- you know, they're back on and then they're canceled and they're back on. It's confusing for children. Mm-hmm. I think where it, where we can really help our kids and where I've tried to, um, you know, help my children is making sure that I always have lines of communication open. How are you feeling? Mm. How do you, what do you, you know, how are you feeling through these times? You know, there has been emotional days more so in the last year, I think, than before. How do you, how do you create space for that? Space for them so, to be open and, yeah. and with their feelings? Because sometimes they, they get home, it's iPads or it's friends, oh. it's, it's hockey outside, it's. Yeah. So my favorite time to talk to my kids and everyone, I would love to know what other people's feedback is, is not right after school because I think for me, my kids have just been at school all day. Mm. They want to unwind. They want to, you know, so I'll get them to go outside maybe or I'll get them to, yeah, they do sometimes hop on an iPad or something like that. My favorite time is bedtime. Mm. And Jarrett's usually, or not usually, but sometimes he's not there. So I, I've really um, fallen in love with bedtime I know it's not every parent's <laughs> dream. They're like, I hate bedtime. Just right. hang with me for a second. So you got a good routine though. I got a good routine and I love it because I do each kid individually yeah. and we rotate between who gets to go to bed first and it's kind of fun. Um, Sounds structured. It's a little structured. I have, you know. I love it. I love it though. But I, no, I do. Sometimes I roll with it, but I, what I do roll with is conversation. So yeah. instead of just like, good night, you know, here, read a book to me and good night and see yeah. you tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's asking those important questions. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are your friends? And mm. in fact, I just watched that video from Jamie Villalobos and she says, do the parent interviews. And it's it, just that video alone has impacted me where you sit with your kids and you literally interview them. You ask them some really um, important questions. So I just named a couple. How mm. are you feeling? How are your friends at school? How are things going with your teacher? Um, you know, how are your activities or, or what have you? And you, you just open up conversation. Um, I just love that time with them. I feel like it's when they're calm, they're alone. You have to create space to be with them one-on-one. You know, I think it's important not to do that in a group setting and just making sure that you leave enough time in your evening to do that, that you're not mm-hmm. rushing them quick, like get to bed, get to bed. Um, I know specifically my son, Connor, who's mm-hmm. nine, who has had some challenges um, in the last couple of years. He, it is his favorite time is to be one-on-one with That's me. Awesome. He's like, mom, I just love chit-chatting, right? Like he just loves cool to tradition. talk. Yeah. And so I think back to your mental health, I think communication yeah. You got to talk to your kids yes. and even your spouse and your teammates and your people around. Like, how are you doing? Right. Because I think right now, more than ever, we're in, in a society where the introverts are becoming extra introverted. They're like in this COVID world and they're not even being pushed out of their comfort zone because they're working maybe from home or they're not seeing people. And a good reminder for, for everybody watching that don't wait for people to check in with you. Go check in yeah. on them. Like reach out to people because all the people that are, that are, that are suffering, all the people that are hurting, they're, they're in their, they're in a dungeon right now. They're in their basement and they're in the cave and they're not going to reach out. Same as our kids. I mean, if there's something going on, they're not, chances are they're not going to open up unless we have that space for them to do that. Yeah. 
And I, I have seen that with our, our kids, specifically Connor. Mm. You know, it took a while to, to kind of open up. He wouldn't tell me certain things that yeah. happened at school. His teachers would call, you know, they'd share with me. And I'd be like, wow, he didn't tell me anything. Mm. Now he's like, mom, this happened today. Mom, this happened today. Oh, Just through kid. me opening up communication. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's important. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our business questions. First question I want to ask is you're obviously a woman in business. I'd like to ask you this question. (laughs) I've been wanting to ask you for a while. What challenges do you think women in business are faced with today more so than ever? Is there new challenges uh, to being a woman in business? You know, with maybe family dynamic. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot more opportunity, right? Now working from home, having the opportunity to run a business from home, but. Yeah, I think it depends on the business. Mm. Like that's my head instantly just with our business right. went to opportunity. Cause I'm like, it has never been greater. It's true. Like you can literally be at home. I'm on, I'm on zoom calls or I'm mentoring, I'm chatting and my kids are playing or they're doing whatever. And it's just, it's, it's such a relaxed environment now because if a kid comes up or they're, you know, people are used to that. Um, you know, it's not as kind of stuffy professional. Um, how hard, I, how, sorry to interrupt. No, that's how hard would it be? to not have a business right now mm. and ha- either either have to go and work shift work or nine oh. to five and leave the home with everything going on. I think that's where, as we just talked about mental health, that's where the mental health challenges come in is when we're, we're not present with our kids. We don't have as much time with them. We're not communicating because we're so exhausted. I cannot imagine working these crazy hours that these amazing moms in my life work And then they come home and they're like absolutely exhausted. And then the way of the world and all we talk about is the negativity and COVID and this and that, and people are scared and they're, you know, fearful and all this stuff. And then they come home and it's just like to, to want to engage in conversation and to communicate. I think it's kind of, it's, it's gone away. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, as an employee, I think it's, that's the challenge Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. I see opportunity. I think it depends on the business. I think entrepreneurs now though, I mean, if, if we're being real here, there's a lot of business owners right now that are struggling. Mm. They can't pivot the way we did and go straight to online and nothing really changes. In fact, business is up. They're going, Oh my gosh, like I can barely keep my doors open. Mm. And thank God for a little bit of government funding, but what right. it, what's it going to look like when I can actually open my door? You know, I'm thinking of restaurant owners right. and where everything's been kind of up and down and it's so hard to kind of k- stay with consistent growth. Right. Those are the businesses. Those are the entrepreneurs. Should a woman be running that business? That's where I think it's, it's really tough and it's really challenging. And they're probably, um, I can't necessarily relate and I don't want to pretend to, um, but I think, I think times would be tough mentally for sure. And, mm. um, you know, stress levels at an all time mm. high. So I think challenges would be an uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, uncertainty I, I exactly of the world saying. and it's all in the government's hands and they're not sure kind of what, what the next I, step's going to be. I find there's a lot of people that they're, they, they, you can tell they're loaded with uncertainty. They can't oh. see past the week. They can't see past the month. Nobody's no. making long-term plans because we can't book travel plans. We can't book weddings. We can't, yeah, everything's just kind of, because yeah. the, it seems like the world is just stalled. I think Seriously. a lot of people get in that mindset of being stalled. Yeah. yeah. And they're comparing themselves to the other person. Like it's, it's so hard when you're in it to think yeah. big picture. Yeah. And now more than ever, I think, okay, so that's perfect. That, that just brought, brought it back to your question. What's the biggest challenge? I think thinking a long-term vision. Mm. 
with all the uncertainty, it's so hard to see through, Yeah, you know, what's that saying, see through the fog or what have yeah. you. Um, they're just, they're clouded, Yeah, right? They're clouded and they're, they're focused just like, what's my business going to look like in the next month? What's yeah. it going to look like in the next two months? Like, yeah. what, how is this going to change? And what are the COVID numbers going to be? And it's just, yeah. uh, you know, you can make yourself crazy that we're not kind of popping up our head and go, where do I want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to be in 10 years? And the, the, the mom or the female entrepreneur that can kind of see past that mm-hmm. and see past the fog, that's going to be the separator, De- I believe. Definitely a lot of distractions out there. Oh. I want to talk so, about giving up. Why, why do you think people give up so easily? Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people starting businesses. There's a lot of home-based businesses. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different businesses right now. Mm. There's a bunch of different businesses that are doing well out there. Yeah. But I, I feel like more than ever, people people quit on things mm-hmm. almost as fast as they started. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a health plan, a relationship, for us, you know, in business, people quitting. Like it's why do you think people give up so easily? Hmm. I think you mentioned it just just before this question is uh, distracted mm. distractions. I think people um, they chase shiny things. And I know we chatted about this before. I think um, a lot of people have their hands in way too many things. Mm-hmm. They're distracted and they, they, they again, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, they're so short-term thinking that they want the results right now, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, the younger generation. It's like, well, I started a business and why isn't it, why am I not making all this money in this short of time? And um, they can't kind of see the forest through the trees. They can't see the, the long-term vision. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, I call it drifting. Mm-hmm. They're drifting mm-hmm. and they're just so un- unclear as to their, their mission and their purpose and their beliefs and where they're going. And they're, they're leading a lot with the what, like, here's yeah. what I do, yeah. but they're not leading with why they're doing it. And the only easy thing to do is quit. The only easy thing to do is quit. Yeah. And it's easy to quit yeah. when you have a ton of other distractions and you convince yourself that the other thing that I have on the side, the other thing that's going on, this might happen, this might happen. It's like, oh, well, this just didn't work for me, but I got all this on mm-hmm. the go. And I can tell you from experience and, you know, there might be the one off, mm-hmm. but most people that are dabbled in a bunch of different things never actually make a go of any one of mm-hmm. those things. Totally. All their energy is spread out. Imagine if you just yeah. kind of dialed in and we're like so focused on one thing. Yeah. I was talking so. to, I was talking to Ed Milet about this two weeks ago. He said, uh, cause I made a post about something similar and mm. he said, he said that he hundred percent agree. All the wealthy people he knows, they got wealthy doing one thing first and then they started to dabble in other things. You yes. got You need the goose to lay the golden eggs. Yeah. And you're right. People, they start a workout program, a, a health plan, mm. a business, they don't see results the first week. And I think too, because there's so many quitters out there oh. around them, the people that they surround themselves are validating their decision to quit on everything. Absolutely. Because everybody's just, that's why you usually see two or three people start a plan and quit together. Yeah. You see two or three people all quit a business and start a different business together because yeah. quitters flock together. They do. And they and they validate each other's insecurities. Mm-hmm. Right. And all that. I think quitters hang with quitters. Would you agree with that? I completely agree. And I think what has kept me in business through the the darker times, the tough times is, is quite the opposite. I think it's all just a mindset thing is I continue to persevere. I continue to stay focused and lasered on one thing, one business, because I don't want to hang with the quitters. And I see, I see the people that quit, they give up and they're all very similar. Mm. And it's, it's just easy to kind of 
tell yourself, well, it's okay. It's just not for me. It's not, you know, I gave it a shot. It just didn't work out. Um, when you're surrounded by people that are also thinking the same thing. So yeah, I think um, people seek validation through people that might have the same mindset as them. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last piece that I want to talk about. Okay. Talk a little bit about you and and how you re-energize yourself. Mm. Because from the outside looking in, I mean, you got, and you know, admittedly, I mean, you got, you got a lot of things going on and Mm -hmm. you got a great life that you're building. There's obviously a lot of stress. You know, Mm -hmm. Dean Graziosi says the bigger the life, the bigger the challenges. Mm -hmm. So I know with all the stuff you got going on, business, family, and Mm -hmm. you got a great thing going on. I know that there's a lot of challenges that come with that. Yeah. Right. Because you're really going for it. But with all those moving parts, how do you keep your energy up? How do you Mm -hmm. stay energized to to be able to have that energy to give to, to the different areas? Yeah. That's a really great question. And I love that you said, um, the bigger the the what did you say the bigger the, bigger the, the life the bigger the, bigger the challenges the, yeah and i i totally connect with that because the more income we make the bigger the team that we have the more i feel like there's so many things going on and it mm-hmm. can it can feel really heavy some days mm-hmm. and it can feel like wow the weight of the world is on my shoulders mm-hmm. as cliche as that sounds but i get comfort in that in knowing I'm uncomfortable, but I get comfort in knowing that the the more I'm growing, the more I'm getting out of my comfort zone, the bigger my team, the bigger my income. I know that there's bigger things coming. So, um, but I'm like any, I'm a human being. Like there are some, there are some tough days. So I re-energize myself. Um, I'm constantly challenging myself to do obviously things out of my comfort zone, but I'm changing it up. Right. So like, you know, last year I did 75 hard, which right. is Andy Frisella's program. Yeah. Um, if you would have asked me like why I did it, it wasn't cause I'm like, I need to work out and I need to, it's a mental game. Mm. And anyone that thinks that that's like a, like a, I know he, he jokes about it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a challenge. This isn't some like 75 day challenge. This is a, like a mental toughness program. Yeah. And it, it truly was. Right. And I think, what, what I like to tell people, how do I re-energize myself is you got to shock your system. Right. And if what you're doing right now isn't working, I think what happens is, is people expect the same results from doing the same thing over and over. And they're thinking, well, eventually it'll happen for me. Eventually I'll start waking up earlier. Eventually, like I'll get a a break, I'll catch a break and then I'll get re-energized. And I think we got to kind of as Jarrett says, put the cart before the horse, you know, you got to re-energize yourself in order to bring things into your life in order to have a bigger life and bigger, like, so, um, I'm doing challenges constantly or challenges or programs or what have you. Um, you know, just as I mentioned, I just started that 66 day thing. You got to do things that are going to kind of challenge you for periods and spurts of time. I mentioned my morning routine, things like that. Um, it is absolutely crucial that you spend time on you. Yeah. And it's not the like, I'm going to get my hair, even though I love getting my hair done. I'm talking about like real deep dive, like journaling and really kind of being aware of your thoughts. And, you know, champions are Mm self-aware. And the more self-aware I become, the more I have a real good idea of what I need Mm -hmm. at that present time to be energized. And what might work for me yeah. might not work for you. Yeah. And I think I'll hop in on that. You know, for me, it starts with, and I agree with all that. For me, a couple things, it's, I, it's, for me, it's the people I'm not hanging around mm. is the most important because it's, there's energy givers and there's energy takers. Oh. 
And some people are a 60% taker, 40% giver. Yeah. Well over time, just ever, ever so slightly. Yeah. You know, not right away, but a thousand cuts eventually will bleed to death. Right. There's some that are, that are 70 givers and 30 takers. Mm -hmm. Well, those are the easy ones to be around and, and there's, you know, there's everybody in between. So I'm just always monitoring givers versus takers. I love that. And then for me, it's, I like to, I like to find some alone time mm. uh, every week, couple hours. And I just like to remind myself where we're going Yeah, because yeah, I do work hard. I do work a lot of hours and mm. there are times, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes yeah. with a big life. And it's, it's obviously so worth it, Yeah, but sometimes you have to remind yourself of where you're going and, and what it's all for. And yeah. when you get so in your life all the time, mm-hmm. you don't get to spend time on your life. Oh. So what I do to re-energize is I make sure I'm, I take myself out of my life and I get on my life and I mm. kind of look at it from 30,000 feet and I go, and I just kind of think and I'm gratitude and I think, and, and then I fill my tank and I go back. Totally. Yeah. If you don't have the time to kind of pop your head up and think bigger and think of some goals and some dreams and, you know, I too love to be alone. Like right. I love being alone because it's just my time to really reflect. Like, what do I really want? What are some things that are really important to me? And I'm an idea person. Like I'm always got things and I know you're like that too. And if I'm not, if I'm on alone and I'm surrounded by people all the time, I just, I don't have that time to really reflect. Mm -hmm. And on the energy taker thing, I just wanted to add, um, you know, I've always kind of considered myself to have high energy and Mm -hmm. people are like, wow, you're like really excited and you're really intense and all that. And I think if you present, it's a really great self-awareness question to ask yourself, like anyone watching this, just say to yourself, would someone consider me to be high energy or low energy? And mm. I'm not talking like you got to be, bah, but you have, you got to really ana- evaluate yourself right. and think, am I bringing energy to people or right. do I just kind of take? Because what I love about if you're an energy giver is that sometimes you do get down and sometimes you do require or, or kind of yearn for energy from other people to yeah, kind of bring you up. But if I come to you and I'm like, I, I, I need to like feed off your energy. Yeah. You're not going to look at it as like, wow, she's just a take. Like right. you, there's a give and a take there. True. So yep. just, just ask yourself, like, am I a giver or am I a taker? Yep. And just show up better for people because it's, it's draining being around energy takers. Yeah. I love that. Show up better Yeah. and don't rely on anybody else to fill your tank. Yeah. You have to have a plan to fill your own tank yep. and then spend your days, you know, contributing to other people. Yeah. I mean, I think your tank will always get refueled. I, I imagine yeah. I, you ever see those fighter jets that are that are in the air and they get refueled in the air. Have you ever mm, seen that? No. So you could look it up. Look it up on Google. So the fighter jets flying in the air, and instead mm. of it landing, another jet comes, goes on top of it, and they run a fuel line to the jet and they refuel in the air. Ooh, is that and, like a Top Gun thing? Uh, it might be a Top Gun <laughs> thing, <laughs> but I think about that I in real it. life, right? You you need to be able to refuel while you're in the air mm. because we, when do you burn the most fuel? Landing and takeoff, right? So people they burn a bunch of fuel taking to off, get getting momentum. Then they get to cruising altitude where mm. you burn the least amount of fuel, and then they land the plane, burn a bunch of fuel, they park mm. it for a month or two <laughs> or a it's year, true. and then they then they have to go and refuel it yeah. and take off again yeah. and down and up and down and up. And, and it's just, man, mm. it sounds, it looks exhausting. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. So, like that. all right, last question. Okay. What are, what would you say to people listening are some of the keys 
to staying happy? First thing that came to mind, uh, and I think, you know, you'll hear this from a lot of successful people, um, but I need, I had to take my own advice along or what I was hearing a long time ago is that your happiness should not be reflective on where you're, how how do I say this? I think a lot of people think once I get there, Mm -hmm. then I'll be happy. And so through the process, and you could hear this on so many podcasts, enjoy the journey and be happy, you know, throughout the process. I think a lot of people though, truly, truly believe like in their heart, they're like, I'm dissatisfied now. So I'm going to act unha- I'm going to feel unhappy because I'm just not fulfilled. But once I get to this, this plan, this goal, this achievement, then I'll feel like mm-hmm. I'll feel really happy inside. But I think finding, I, I like to call it joy, not happiness. Like joy right. is like, is all consuming. It's just right. like, you're just, you're joyful. You wake up grateful. You wake up, um, you know, happiness is, is, should not be indicative of where you're at today, mm. you know, or sh- shouldn't be indicative of where you're not at. I should right. say, yeah. um, just find, I'm trying to think of, of some, some things. What would you say? I mean, I want to hear your answer. Maybe I I'll think for me, more. for me, happiness, if I can really simplify it is letting go. Mm. It's for me, happiness is the bags that I'm not carrying. Okay. I like that. You know, for me, it's trying to live judgment free, mm, trying, yes. trying to live judgment free. <laughs> That's a tough one because but I love it. when I'm judging other people, it's usually a reflection of myself yeah. and it, and it's a reflection of the bags that I'm carrying around. Yeah. Um, and just look, forgiving yourself. Yeah. Just anything really for me, happiness is feeling unencumbered. Mm. It's feeling, it's feeling free. It's feeling guilt-free, you mm. know, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Things are going to happen. Yeah. You're going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And, and if somebody is, has said the wrong thing to you or somebody has come across the wrong way to you, or, you know, someone tried to communicate some feedback to you and it yeah. came across the wrong way. Right. You have two options. Yeah. You can let it ruin your day and your month and you can drive a resentment wedge between you two. And you know what? Fair enough. You could easily get away with that because they probably deserve it. Quote unquote. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. But really, the only person it's affecting is is me mm-hmm. by hanging on to that. It's true. So I, I'm try. I try and let go of the outcome. I try and let go, and I got to reminded of it. I have to be reminded of this constantly. But yeah. when I'm letting go and I'm living freely, yeah. um, I'm really present. And when I'm present, I'm happy. And yeah. and like Tony Robbins says too, like when you feel like you're making progress, mm, progress is happiness. happiness. Yeah, that is so true. And actually, you made me think of. One of my all-time favorite books, I've read it so many times. It's such a simple way of living life is The Four Agreements. Mm. And it just made me think when you brought up judgment, um, you know, Calvin always talks about judgment-free awareness. Um, You know, if you can live your life where you're not taking things personally, you're not making assumptions, you're being impeccable with your words, so words that you're saying, you know, if I could say it to you, I could say it to anybody kind of thing. You're not saying stuff behind people's backs or talking, you know, ill about them. Um, And then always doing your best. You know, if, if you kind of like there, I'm constantly evaluating myself, how I'm reacting to things, how people say something that makes me feel a certain way. And I'm thinking, am I taking that personally? Mm. Am I assuming that? Or have I communicated saying, Hey, you know what? 
I don't want to make any assumptions here. Is that really how you felt? Mm. That's how I took what you said or things like that. Again, communication. If you communicate these things and you kind of, you know, you, you make sure that you're impeccable with your, you're not talking um, poorly of other people. And like I said, always doing your best. I feel that that creates so much joy and so much happiness. And then like you say, kind of um, letting go, like you and I are a lot alike. And I, for years and years, I think I woke up scared a lot and just kind of, you know, where am I not? And where, what if this doesn't happen for me? And what if, you know, all my dreams and goals are not away than towards running away. And you know what I, yeah. And I think we're naturally as driven entrepreneurs, we're always going to want more. Yeah. And what I've kind of come to realize is that that's a good thing. If you're still living a life on purpose and if you're still living happy, We're joyful. And so it's okay to want more. It's okay to wake up every morning and go, I just want to just dominate this life. But it's not okay to wake up, want that, and then live scared. Right. So I'm just, yeah. I think that's happiness. (laughs) Woo! Write that down. How awesome was that? If you're still watching this or listening to this, I hope you guys are fired up with the value you got today. That was fun. That was super fun. Thank you. High fives. Boom, boom. (laughs) Sweet. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I... Matt, if you just heard the last half hour or 40 minutes, whatever that was, uh, you know, I know that I got value out of that. So I hope you did too. By the way, if you have not subscribed yet to the channel, please make sure you do it. If you haven't gone to follow my sister yet on Instagram, go find her, Melissa Sleds. She's got an awesome YouTube channel. Go ahead and, and connect with me on Instagram too. We appreciate you being here. Another Momentum Monday podcast in the books. We love you guys. We love this community. Leave a comment, give it some love, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Hey.